0: And welcome again to Board Game Barbarians. I, as always, am your host, Andrew, and with me is my Board Game Barbarian brother, Justin. Bienvenidos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, There you Um, go. (laughs) All right. Hi.
0: (laughs) So we have a a light show today. We actually didn't uh, do a lot of notes for a topic, and instead, we wanted to talk about our last uh, board game day that we do. For any new listeners, uh, Justin and I do meet up about once a month in the town in between Austin and Fort Worth. Known as Board
1: Game Town, where board board games abound. That's on the sign when you drive in. Yeah, all of the buildings are made
0: of board game boxes. They're very brittle. You're not allowed easily. to play board games there, though. Yeah. It's not. No, it's illegal. It's dangerous. Yeah. It Except prison. You can play it in prison.
1: That's a load-bearing sorry piece. Don't touch it. <laughs> That's the mayor of board game town. No! I'm sorry. I'm in, a, I'm in a weird mood tonight.
0: Not that you one. <laughs> Yeah. Um sorry. Go uh, ahead. I just I just imagine like a bunch of dudes with crossfire guns like robbing a bank. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, mine's jammed. Mine too. They always jam. This game Cross sucks. Crossfire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um Yeah, so we're just going to be talking about a little bit of news, uh our weeks or really our I guess our months since the last time we had an episode and then we're just going to talk about the games that we played uh for board game day and uh yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. go ahead and get it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get yeah. it started off. Um, if anybody does want to join, we do have a Discord. Um, if you have any suggestions of games for us to play, or would like to tell us about uh, your gaming experiences, let us know. Yeah, on do that the Discord. It'll be in the link for the show. Or don't. I'm not gonna make you, but like, he's
1: not. I might, but I will. That's not a threat legally, so
0: I can say that. Yeah. Mine That's isn't not... either. I don't know where anybody lives. I can barely find my own house.
1: So if you're going to not join our Discord, then join and send us your address and then quit so then we know where you are. If you're going to not can we... join our Discord, then don't. <laughs> Just don't. But... <laughs> uh, I wanna, I wanna, can I do this news piece, this first one? Yes. I'm...
0: I don't know what it is, so yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going to make me do it. I would just be reading words. It just says
1: Monopoly. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. No, I've never heard of this. Uh, 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 Fantasy Flight Games has announced Epic Play for uh, X-Wing, the miniatures game 2.0. So for people that don't know, and this is my very preliminary understanding of Epic Play. Basically, Epic Play used huge ships. So if you've ever seen any of the older uh, Star Wars ships that were like $110 for these massive, you know, massive as far as miniatures go. Um ships whenever 2.0 was announced a lot of players were like well there's no epic play I can't use my giant ships that I paid a ridiculous amount of money for so I'm not going to do 2.0 um, and there's no rules to bring in my ships so my, my big ships and, and they've announced epic play and they've announced two huge ships I forget what they're called it's like a, t- a tantive four I think is the name of one and I don't remember the name of the other one at all. Um, what but movies are, have
0: we seen them in? Uh, Star Wars. Oh,
1: yeah, you might you might recognize it from films such as Star Wars. Do you think um, they'll ever release a
0: Death Star?
1: I don't know. Um, in the scale of the game, the Death Star would be, um, I think, like the size of a of a like a motorcycle. So I, I don't, I
0: don't if they what did, it would do. cost
1: $4,000 and
0: have to come with a wheelbarrow. I don't know. There's, there's just, when you buy other ships, it comes with pieces of the Death Star and you have to assemble it over years of purchasing ships. <laughs>
1: that's the most bs thing that fantasy flight would totally do if you buy every shit then you'll eventually build a death star that's made of thousands of tiny pieces that are glued together that will fit together horribly and have bad quality control and fall apart thanks for shopping um, but it, it is exciting, uh, for people that, that wanted Epic play, um, and, and for us as well in the future as we'll, we'll get into much later in the show. Uh, yeah. but a lot of people were, were really clamoring for, we want Epic play. We want, you know, uh, we the people that bought the biggest, most expensive ships couldn't use them in the new game. So pe- people were upset about it and they're now remedying huh. that Suckers. by having you buy more stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh... And then the uh, um, uh, uh, Cool Mini or Not uh, has announced a new table, the te- the Teburu, which is not a, s- <laughs> s- a small sub-Saharan marmot of some sort, which is what it sounds like. It sounds like it'd be a little like a mouse-like creature. It sounds like um, somebody
0: mis- mispronouncing table very poorly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, just go have a seat at that Teburu right there. (laughs) That what? I mean table. Sorry, I I don't know. I was uh, brain fart. No, uh, the Teburu was announced, and it's (laughs) dumb. I'm gonna say it up front. Uh, It is basically a large electronic table. That you connect all your screens up to, so all your players can show up with a phone, and you can have your tablet, and it connects to RFID game pieces and RFID uh, dice, and it basically, like, it's like a semi-digital experience for a physical board game. It's hard to explain. Go watch the trailer. And I I, I like the very...
0: For those that need it, it's spelled (laughs) T-E-B-U-R-U. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it is gonna be coming to Kickstarter. I do want to say that this is not the first table of its kind that has been announced. There's there's another one that um I forget what it's called, but it's been in the works for like four years, you is know, it basically. Yes, the table oo yeah, competitor to the Teburu. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a, a new scion car. The Scion Teburu um but i don't even know if
0: they make scion cars anymore is that not a thing anymore is that like an aughts thing and now i've dated myself yeah i don't think they make them anymore (laughs) i haven't really seen any new scion cars since i was like in high school
1: um anyway it's i think the very first comment on reddit was like exactly what i wanted in my board games video games yeah um it's not even
0: that (laughs) it's just like the worst looking Uh, just movement like it shows you your piece moving moving while you move it but it doesn't actually show you so the trailer has like actual miniatures but then on the screen it's just a token and so you see the token moving and I was like, oh, this would be cool if it was like an animation of your miniatures running or something like that. That'd be kind of cool.
1: I think the the best comment that I read, um, because the whole thing is that it's housekeeping. It adds cool sound effects and stuff, and it's housekeeping. You don't have to worry about like, oh, did we flip that token? Oh, did you remove that uh, paralyzation marker? Or, oh, you know, did you cut, take off that dude's health or whatever for these miniature games? And cool mini or not, guess what? They make miniatures games. Um, and someone said, if you're making a giant robot table to fix the amount of housekeeping in your game then it just sounds like you're ha- you're you're creating a solution to a problem you invented just m- make your games more efficient and have less housekeeping and you won't have the need for a giant inevitably thousands of dollar robo table that is going to take care of the housekeeping for you
0: i also just imagine like the worst sound effects like it's like oh a tiger appears <laughs> rar. Yeah, they just have (laughs) one intern doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no,
1: he's got a shotgun.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, zombies. Brains? Uh, eh? (laughs) Brains?
1: Um, It's... I don't know. Um, and then a lot of there's a lot of people in the board game space that are inherently against it because they're very much like, no, I do not want to bring the digital and the physical world together. I play board games to get away from screens and phones and and controllers and tablets and yada
0: yada yada. And which they already do for some games, where like Descent, where you right. have a tablet that will play the Overlord for you.
1: But which I mean, which is under that's it's, it's optional, you know, yeah. it, it, but. And I'm the same way. Uh, I don't judge anybody that uses helper apps or a tablet or a phone or a computer or wh- whatever. You're, you you what, As long as you're having fun, that's fine by me. But for me personally, whenever I'm playing a board game, I want it to be physical. And I do want the housekeeping. Part, part of the experience for me is I'm the one running everything. Uh, and, and I the, also
0: assume this is going to be several
1: hundred dollars.
0: I, and I, and I think I,
1: you're underestimating I think you need to tack on a zero there I think this is going to be a $1,000 and up endeavor
0: I don't I don't think
1: they could sell any You don't think so Because people already sell thousands and thousands of dollars Worth of game tables That are literally just a, It's a table with like a cover And you put a TV in it These things are selling for two grand all over the place
0: Yeah but that's an actual a, table well, This is a table too No it's just a fold out thing
1: right and a lot of people buy toppers for their tables that are just fold out things you still need an
0: actual table to play on or the floor <laughs> Look, i guess
1: all i'm saying is that board games have become a luxury hobby of extravagance and i love it i love the extravagance in board games i love the people that go out and buy hundred dollar poker chips to put into their twenty dollar Jaipur game i love the i love that that's what this hobby is it's so wonky and awesome um but my, my point is that I People have spent more for less, I, I guess, is my point.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think it's just like you don't need it, but I guess, like what you were saying, people buying poker chips that they don't need for Jaipur or. Right. I mean, you're talking I want to a, a game man. table real bad, but I'm not going to, like, I'm not sitting here trying to save up. A grand for it or anything
1: you're talking to a man that bought gloomhaven for a hundred dollars which is discounted and then spent almost fifty dollars on plastic storage bins and then spent a week and a half of my life meticulously labeling and dremeling them out to perfectly fit every game piece and i've played the game once yeah but that's normal that's normal in the board game <laughs> space yes and again i love that that's what the hobby is i guess my point is that um, it's extravagant, but I think people will f- find an excuse for the extravagance. And I think a lot of developers will get excited about it because I-, I think at its best, it will streamline a lot of games and experiences. And I think at its worst, like that commenter on Reddit was saying, it will um, hide a lot of sloppy design, which is unfortunate.
0: Well, I think what we'll have to do is keep our eye on it. And yes. uh, we'll tell people how it's doing while,
1: <laughs> while it's in Kickstarter. I don't believe it's going to make it to market. Me, personally, I don't think it's. And I think think if it it does, it's not going to have half these features. Guess what? Two-day Kickstarter.
0: Better get it while it's hot. (laughs) Stretch goals.
1: (laughs) Nothing. Um, Stretch goals. An actual table to put underneath it. We'll just mail you an IKEA table. (laughs) Uh, uh, Next up, Chinese tariffs are still a thing. Uh, Did we mention
0: these last episode? Uh, I don't think so, no.
1: Um, I feel like we did.
0: You mentioned uh, it on your show.
1: Okay. Um, They're hitting a lot of different hobbies. Um, Board games are made in China because most plastics are made in China. And so board games could potentially be getting more expensive due to Chinese tariffs unless people can offset that manufacturing elsewhere, which is hard to do for heavy plastic products like board games. So buy them while they're
0: hot, folks.
1: Because companies don't like making petroleum products because they're very not good for the earth. Yep, um, but uh, 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 and we've seen kind of a shift away from these. As I was just talking about how extravagant board games are, we've seen kind of a shift away from these like incredibly mini, he- mini heavy games and stuff that they've all kind of gone to Kickstarter. Um, roll and writes are really big right now, which are basically just pads of paper and pencils, and then a booklet telling you what to do with them. Uh, where where people are kind of downsizing in the the yeah, board I game played, extravagance. I played one of those. It was space.
0: like a, a Tetris. Tetris, I've seen that one around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty fun.
1: Yeah. Um, and then finally, Gloomhaven, the digital version has finally hit early access on Steam. So I, th- I think early. I don't know. I don't do Steam a lot. I think early access means you can go play it right now. Yeah. And uh, they're gonna make people a free stuff game. I don't know that you could fit Gloomhaven on a phone, and I don't know that if you could that you would want to play it. <laughs> it's kind of one of those games where it's 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 like a, a risk on a wristwatch. Like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to do that. Cool, yep. I'm not going to do it.
0: You, you know, can't I'm... zoom in either. <laughs> yeah, <It's> just... <laughs> <you> just... <laughs> no, not a smartwatch, a Casio. It's Perfect. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it doesn't tell time. It just plays risk. It, just plays... it doesn't even play perfect. risk. It
1: just shows you the risk logo. Perfect it's, for the
0: several drive, several hour drive that you'll have. It's
1: $100 It's coming to Kickstarter. We have tons of stretch goals. Um, <laughs> the base unit doesn't include a band or the watch.
0: <laughs> it's just a pin. It's just a pin you put on your shirt.
1: And that that's all the news that, that I paid attention to.
0: Yeah, I didn't really have too many other uh, newses. I did see that there was a Shovel Knight board game that was on Kickstarter that got canceled. Exciting? Oh, not exciting. That's not good. No. Why? Did, yeah. Do we know why it got canceled? Uh, I didn't read that far into it. But okay. all I saw was that it was canceled. So if you were excited <laughs> about that, I'm sorry.
1: I, honestly, I, I try. I don't like to be... I don't like to harp on the negative in things, but I really kind of want to do like a segment every episode where we just find the worst, crappiest board game Kickstarters. <laughs> not, we, to, not to say the Shovel Night one is. I know nothing about it. I'm not, I'm not like correlating the two. They are um, out there. But man, there are some... Poor, poor board game Kickstarter.
0: I was for a while. I was looking at a. I was looking at a Kickstarter that I wanted to do because it looks really cool and it's uh, Madara. Yeah, uh, and I'm reading up on it, and it's got like the huge like booklet of scenarios, and it's just a huge story game, um, kind of like a, a Tales of Arabian Nights, where that has like a gigantic, you know, ring binder of of stories or situations. Mm -hmm. this is like a a complete like jrpg story right and i'm as i'm getting like hyped for it and like excited i finally read that it's like 80 hour jrpg story (laughs) and i was like i don't play (laughs) i don't play jrpgs because they're so long why would i do this to myself in a board game i don't know who decided that jrpgs have
1: to be long but i don't like that person um, I like JRPGs. Like I like turn-based combat. I, you know, I'm okay with some kind of tropey y stories. I'm okay with that stuff. Um, but all of them, it, it's like, it, it's like a, it, it's like they think it's a sign of quality f- for how long, long your game is. Uh, yeah. It's a uh, thousand and fifty hours. It's, so it's the best game ever. You know, it's so good because you can play it for so long.
0: I think that's just supposed to like show like this is worth your money. <laughs> Because it probably comes back from like the NES and, and Super NES days. Where... I mean,
1: I get where it's coming from. It's just like just because it lasts a long time doesn't mean it's good. Hepatitis
0: lasts a long time, but that's not good. But yeah, like as an adult, I'm like I don't have time to do this. Yeah, yeah. I Some people have time. time. I don't have time. Yeah, I barely have time to like play the games I want to play that are just like I sit the down people... and play it and, and go.
1: The people I know that do have the time do literally nothing but it's like their one yeah. hobby, and and I don't I don't understand. How people can do that just blows my mind.
0: Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll do that next time. We'll look up a, a terrible, terrible. I've I've seen them. I I, I troll Kickstarter very frequently, and I, <laughs> oh, I always some get some bad ones. I always get some. It's like two days left, one percent backed. My favorite <laughs> ones are the ones where they
1: they don't. It's for a popular thing, but they don't have the license. You know, they're like Marvel, The Avengers card game. And then, the, like number one
0: on their list of things to do is get license get licensed
1: for Marvel's The Avengers.
0: My favorite and you're ones. Like, you
1: can't put this up.
0: My favorite ones are the ones that are like two friends that had a dream that it obviously <laughs> no one else wants. Because there was like one, like a couple months ago. It's not exactly this, but it was basically like kick your friends in the nuts, the board game. And I was like, yeah. no one wants that. That's why yeah. you have five percent towards your goal. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was one that was a Game of Thrones card game, and he mocked up all the cards illegally using assets from that's copywritten Game of Thrones. And then he was like, step one, get the Game of Thrones license. Step two, make successful card games. Step three, be billionaire.
0: Yeah, wasn't his like stretch goals? He was like, sign copies from all the actors. <laughs> yeah, he was going to
1: do signed copies. <laughs> He was promising like thousands of autographs from famous actors who had no
0: interest in doing so. I wonder what he would have done if it actually like backed, if it actually made it to 100% and he's just like, oh no. I don't know. Did we not mention this one, the Game of
1: Thrones one last episode? We had to I think we did. Yeah, I think we (laughs) did. Because
0: I thought you were talking about gloom the card game gloom because no. there was a case- no this one was straight yeah. up
1: there was another one yeah. that was it was like a nascar game the guy's like step one, get nascar license and it's just <laughs> blows my mind that they think that's not illegal to crowdfund
0: step step two buy nascar car and drive away <laughs> from my problems <laughs> uh, andrew uh, how you how you been what have you been doing i've been good i uh my i finally successfully uh alter quest was successfully backed mm-hmm. i got mm-hmm. like a hundred plus stretch goals from it um are you joking or because
1: that's that uh, that's not
0: even is that real yeah a hundred uh yeah there's uh i mean i don't have the number in front of me right there now there can't actually can. be a hundred stretch goals yeah there was like 85 i think oh my god most of them, like they're not all like new figures or. Things yeah, like every that. one of them's
1: fifty new figures signed <laughs> yeah. by Tyrion
0: Lannister. God. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. They don't have the number here. It just shows all of them. But, um. Yeah. It, it. It's a a lot of stretch goals. A lot of uh. A lot of characters that were just like NPC tokens, did get turned into actual upgraded figures. Um. So I'm gonna have a another massive amount of miniatures that I don't need. I like that. This
1: is a game that you, when you kickstarted it, it didn't have a lot of minis. It was like, I mean, it was a good amount. It yeah, was like, and that was what I was excited minis. about.
0: I was like, yeah, I get to, I get like four heroes to choose from. And that's right, four it.
1: heroes. you like 10 or 15 bad guys, a little bit of furniture and you're good. Just like hero quest.
0: And then you're like, Oh no. Yeah. Now it's got like a bunch of furniture. There's like five or six different altars. Now. Um, <laughs> Ten that you 10, quest
1: for, I assume, is yeah,
0: <laughs> ten to fifteen heroes that I can choose from, God. including the expansions. Um, there's that, a that's new a map. Little, it's
1: a little disconcerting. So what I loved about it was that it it took the core idea of of Hero Quest, which was a static board, relatively simple. You've got like a couple different kinds of bad guys, one big bad guy, and your four heroes. And granted, Hero Quest is dated, but it updated the gameplay. You know, it was just a simple smaller lighter game and now it's starting to sound more like a monolith product every day
0: yeah there was about it i just sort of counted there's about 60 stretch goals that they made
1: holy cow um, that's a bunch
0: including colored uh miniatures so the bad guys will be red good guys will be blue
1: <laughs> that's good for people that don't paint i'm okay with that
0: yeah and uh yeah it's a lot yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a lot. There's going to be a, a shit ton of cards because they added a whole bunch of decks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm now now that we're talking about it, I'm like, oh god, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have like eighty boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's only supposed to be three boxes, so hopefully it won't weigh three massive boxes. Yeah. Well, there's the regular box, the expansion box, which I uh, did the the buy in for. And then the there's supposed to be just a third box that has all the stretch goals on it. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't weigh 35 pounds like Batman did when it comes in. <laughs> right. Um. And I'm still, like, fighting myself to uh, not get the neoprene mats for the. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. Because they're Cause so like,
1: nice to play on, but it's like you can't store them in the box. So all of a sudden you have to have this massive storage solution for it.
0: Which I'm I'm planning. I just got my rooms back from my roommates, so I'm planning on uh having a nice shelf that I can put all my board games on right? instead of just scattering around my house. Right. Um, so that's, that's going to be nice. Just
1: thrown all over your bathroom floor where you normally have it.
0: Yeah, just where I can pee on them, you know, nice yeah. and mark my territory is what I like to do.
1: Yeah. That's um, perfect. That's great. That's...
0: <laughs> I just got emails uh, emails about uh, Pulp Fiction. Or mm-hmm. s- Pulp Fiction. Jesus. Pulp Detective mm-hmm. uh, Expansion 2 is shipping uh, like two months early, which is super nice. They just received uh, all the boxes in France. And so they're going to start shipping next week, which is nice. really awesome. Um, so I'll get that. I also uh, paid for an extra set of dice. So if I ever play two-player again, um, we can both have our own set of dice, and we don't have to sit there and right. share pass
1: them back and forth because we yeah.
0: hate sharing. I Even can't stand
1: it. I can't stand you.
0: I just don't. Parts.
1: <laughs> Excellent.
0: Oh uh, yeah, but that's my uh, the majority of my board games <clears throat> talk for this month. Um, I have so little. I picked up Cube Quest. Um.
1: Uh, I got it. Found it cheap at uh, half price books for like fifteen dollars. It's just it had been on my list for a long time. That's the um, dice flicking,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Uh, you you literally build a castle out of dice, and then you flick dice at each other's castles to knock them down. And uh, each each die has uh, a different character like printed on it, and they do different effects.
0: I was excited to play that whenever uh, we showed up at the board game day, and Justin sat down. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh yeah, I brought uh, Cube Quest," and I was like, "Oh man, I, w- I really wanted to play that." And then, like, he looks in his bag and he goes, oh, I, I didn't bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed. <laughs> he, like, raised my hopes and dashed them upon the ground.
1: I remember I took... I I remember now after I got home, I was sitting there, and then I went, man, I, I don't know uh, uh, if we're going to play this or not because I don't want to f- 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 send pieces flying all over the place. Um yeah i don't want to lose anything at the store i'll just put it back and then i did and then i forgot
0: but we even Uh, have like we play at the table that has like a lip
1: right but you really flick it's there's a lot of flicking man i don't know i just i don't want there to be an injury or something when we're out public (laughs) um I, i did also pick up an expansion pack for the duke I don't remember which one. I wish I had it near me, but I, I don't. I don't remember Go get which one it was. But yeah, it's. Uh, I honestly, I just got it because the store we were at had it, uh, and you don't I see was, the Duke expansions
0: very often. I was super surprised whenever you were talking to the the guy at the store, because because uh, I don't normally talk to people. Because you don't normally talk to people. But yeah. for one, you're like you were talking to him about how how rare the expansions are and he goes oh yeah let me look them up and then he starts he starts listing a bunch of different <laughs> expansions and I was like I had no idea there were so many expansions for this tiny little wooden tile game there's
1: a freaking ton now, gra- granted each one of them is like 12 tiles so it's like right. a little stack of like that's it it's a little stack of tiles and that's all you got um, yeah the Duke is, an- is another one I wish we had brought to board game day um, it's just so fun and quick
0: and light and it's we funny it last that last time you, I mean, we did, but you could play. we could play it some more. This we was supposed f- to be our light one as well. We didn't bring Batman. We didn't bring Conan. We didn't bring yeah. any huge... And like, we played f- forbidden stars. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess we could get into to board game day, because I, I do want to say, um, I, I'm finding it interesting that when we first were like, let's do board game day once a month, and we'll drive for a couple hours, and we'll do it... Um, My first thought was, oh man, finally a place to play all these massive, heavy, long, giant games I own. And then the more we do board game day, because this is our third board game day, Mm -hmm. the more we do it, the more um, the big, long experiences are like, yeah, that was fun. But what we really enjoy is the smaller experiences, the lighter experiences.
0: I also feel like... I feel like the more we do this, the less time I feel like we have.
1: Yeah, it does go. It goes quick, doesn't it?
0: It goes by super fast. Now, I think like the first board game day went by slow because we didn't really know the store we were at. We didn't know any of the people there. We've kind of started learning their names and that, you know, they talk to us. Uh, right. Mainly because I get there at 11 o'clock every single time right when they open and, and grab a table. And yeah. And my, my brother knows the the owner of the store. Mm-hmm. So I talked to him about that. But I think now that we're more familiar with it and we go to the same places to eat <laughs> every single time. Which we time, don't have to. We just, I know. It's just every time we get there, you're like, man, I'm feeling a burger. We're gonna the, sec- a- the
1: second time we went there, we made fun of ourselves for eating lunch and dinner at the same places. And the third time, we didn't even question it. We were just like, all right, let's go get our burger. We, <laughs> we just we just did let's it. Go, it was go just- get our flatbread. <laughs> <sighs> um, I kind of wonder and this is kind of jumping ahead because I know we want to go in order in the board game day. Um, I kind of, because whenever we're playing the heavier experiences, I I notice that I enjoy them less in public than I do at home uh, because when I play heavier board games, I like to have a drink and I like to put on music and kind of, you know, have some ambiance for this big, long, multi-hour affair. And when you're in a board game shop, you can't really do that. And I, I wonder how much of my enjoyment is predicated on the environment I'm in. Now, granted, it's a very nice store. I like playing there. Everybody's very yep. nice. It's, it's one of the best stores I've ever been to. Um, but it's not as nice as being at home with some music going and a beer and some snacks and you're just some amenities I don't have at the store, you know. Um, I, I wonder how much of my enjoyment is predicated on that.
0: I mean, I, I was I was thinking about that, too, Um. Because even this last game, whenever I first got there, like, I was kind of tired, and um, it, it's, it's you know, a little bit of a chore to drive to Waco. Right. And then... Yeah, I mean, it's a two-hour,
1: ten-minute drive. By the time we, I'm there, I'm already <laughs> worn out.
0: Yeah, and then we go get lunch, and we usually, you know, we'll go get lunch, and we'll enjoy it, and we'll have, like, a, a couple beers while we're there. And that usually takes us 30 minutes to an hour to eat and hang out, and we just... Shoot the shit while, while we're sitting there, yeah. Um, and then by the time we get back, we maybe have like four, or five hours left. Yeah, and then we can't stay until they close because then you wouldn't get home until like two, two a.m. Right? Or one. Well, we hour. do
1: almost stay until they close. The problem is we stay until like a half hour before they close, and then we go have dinner that takes an right. hour, and it's it's just. I mean, uh, I because I, like compared, I think maybe it's this thing where. We go out, we get a couple of drinks, we have a bite to eat, and we're having a good time, and it's a nice atmosphere in a restaurant. And then we go back to the store, which is kind of sterile, you know. I mean, it's not again not to bash on the store. I love the store, yeah. but board game stores in general are you know it's fluorescent lights right, so and we, white floor tiles. It's it's, we, it's a board game. We store. We can't
0: like bring beer, like you were saying. We can't have music. I mean, we could. We would right. just be assholes. We'd just be the jerks. Yeah, we'd... music. <laughs> and um, uh, it's kind there's... of
1: disconcerting to me because in my head I'm like, well. If I'm not going to play these big games with Andrew, I <laughs> I need to sell them cuz I'm not going to play them with anyone. Yeah. You know, uh, uh so I it was just a thought I had.
0: And I mean uh, going back like we we also don't want to be too loud or um right we we like making like if we're playing D&D or if we're like at just Justin's house or my house, you know, we'll make stupid voices and do that kind yeah of stuff. and you, you don't but want to embarrass both,
1: yourself or yell off yeah.
0: colored jokes or what, whatever you know you're just aware of your who you're around you know yeah we're, we're both pretty uh even when we're together we're off the wall cuckoo banana bananas i guess but w- don't when say we're that a- makes us sound like weird <laughs> third graders we are cuckoo weird bananas third- we're cuckoo for
1: cocoa puffs
0: um but like that's not
1: even a joke it's just a slogan
0: i mean mean, the the weird part is we we act like like you know dumb idiots on on this show and on other shows but when we're in actual public even though people more people than we're in public would listen to these shows we don't we don't (laughs) act like this around strangers
1: all right. Well, but I mean, <laughs> it's one of those things where we record the show from our homes, you know, yeah. we're at home, we're comfortable. There's the, you know, Drinking a and beer. The, only, the only people listening to our dumb jokes are people that explicitly seek out our dumb jokes, That's you true. know, in public, <laughs> we're just impressing ourselves upon those around us,
0: you know? I mean, I was going to talk about, I know you can't come down to Austin right now because of, uh. You're just not able to, to leave for like a weekend. This is crazy, yeah. Um, and eventually you hopefully will be...
1: Um, right, yeah,
0: I'm hoping to. I'm planning
1: on it. My life is insane because my wife works full-time and, and is studying for the CPA, so right she's now... She's going to
0: be in school forever. You'll never <laughs> come down.
1: Basically a single <laughs> father until she's done with that. <laughs>
0: yeah, so uh, I know you can't do that. I was thinking about suggesting, su- suggesting, suggesting that... Uh, uh, Maybe like once every three months, something like that, that I come down and do a board game day at your house instead of us yeah. meeting somewhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, that yeah. way we can play, you know, huge games, have some beers, act like dummies.
1: I mean, theoretically. You know, uh, and I know that now we're not even doing a podcast. We're just literally planning events together on the show. Uh, But we could start, you know, what I'd like to have is We're talking about board games.
0: You know, maybe trading off
1: like one month you come to me and the next month I come to you. And, you know, we we could make it more of a thing. Um, But, and I mean, I I guess it is relevant because a lot of people plan board game days and there's always a lot of question of like... You know what are some of the intricacies that you might not have planned for, in the fact that we both really like medium and heavyweight games, but in the store we seem to like lighter weight games. Even when we're, because a lot of people are like, oh, when I play at the store, I play with people that I don't know, so I don't want to be locked into a three hour engagement. Yeah. When we play at the store, it's just you and me, right? You know, and I would have never anticipated that. Like I'm, I'm sitting here like, oh, this game's too heavy. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, I feel, I feel like the other part. I feel like the real reason that is at a board game day is because if I came down to your house Friday night, we hung out for a couple hours, went to bed, woke up the next morning, we'd have that entire day to play until, right. until midnight or whenever we wanted to stop to go to sleep. But when we're at a board game day in Waco and we're at a board game shop, we've got from 11 a.m. to like 9 p.m. with an hour of lunch in there. Right. So we're trying to, you know, we both have brought two to four games and we're trying to cram all these games in there. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we don't want our games to not be played because we brought them. But w- if we get stuck in a three hour, you know, Batman or um, Forbidden Stars or something like that, we can't, we can't just like halfway through the game. I mean, we could, but it would just suck. Because then that's wasted time. But Mm -hmm. we couldn't just go. All right, we're going to stop this now so we can play (laughs) boss monster. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, let's if if you don't mind, let's start with Forbidden Stars. Okay. Um, Because we're We're already kind of we're kind of already skirting around it. Um, On our board game day, I I did finally well not finally, but I coerced you into playing Forbidden Stars.
0: You didn't. I mean, I was interested in it,
1: but. And this this comes right on the tail of my point about heavier weight games. Um, I'd only played this one time before. I bought uh-huh. it because it just happened to come in stock on Cool Stuff, and it's a very uh, it is a heavily celebrated game that works well at two. Uh, and that's that's my that's my bag is is two player games. Right. And I got it, and I played it with a friend of mine at my house. We had a couple drinks. We were in. We were. It's a Warhammer forty k themed. Uh, scalable war game is what it is. Uh, and and we were listening to like heavy metal, you know, Warhammer 40K kind of stuff that you right. would listen to. And
0: to clarify for people, if you don't know, it's like a space war game. So you have spaceships. It's not all on the ground, that kind of thing. Right.
1: And, um, and it was just so, so much fun. We had such an absolute blast playing it. And we played it tremendously wrong. Absolutely top to bottom, very very wrong, got important rules completely wrong yeah. and still just had so much fun. And I think it was because it was this big giant heavy game, but it was such a relaxed, comfortable environment and that, you know, we had the right music going and we had some drinks and we, you know, and, and it was just, you had and then time. We played. Right. And we played it at the store and it was fun, but it was much more clinical, I, I, I guess. Um, uh, uh it, it, it was, I don't know. I'll, I'll just let you talk. I'm just,
0: <laughs> I mean, I, um, I didn't really know anything about the game. I didn't look anything up other than what, uh, Justin had kind of already described to me, which was, yeah, uh, a, a 40k war game, which I'm not a huge 40k fan to begin with. I've always right. been kind of weary of the miniatures game or the miniatures war game just because I've heard so many stories about assholes and, uh, just how intense that game can be. The 40K community
1: is, is is an old tabletop community, and anybody yes. that is engaged in some of the progenitor games of the tabletop hobby, hobby know what that means.
0: And I'm not, for anyone that plays 40K, I'm not saying that I disagree with you playing or saying that you are specifically an asshole. I'm <laughs> saying that I've heard stories of people who are mean, which is the same reason that... When I play like a game like Overwatch, I don't ever talk to anybody. Right.
1: Well, anytime I, you're I, playing with something that is competitive and collectible, yeah. there are you're always going to draw a percentage of those people. You know. Right.
0: So I'm I, I'm not really a huge fan of the aesthetic or uh, the theme, although mm. the the pieces are super cool. <laughs> um, the I like the the art on the the modular tiles. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't really, like most games, I didn't really, I didn't look anything up beforehand, so I had no idea what the rules were. Yeah. So I was kind of winging it the entire time, which is never really fun when you're trying to win a game for the first time, not really understanding what you're doing. Right.
1: And to be fair, you, you picked it up awful fast in the grand scheme of, of Forbidden Stars. There's a lot of kind of weird persnickety rules and a lot of weird things you forget. And when you do it all, it all makes sense when you do it on the board but it's just a lot to remember, you know. Yeah,
0: and, and at the end, I, I lost because uh, I switched win conditions because uh, I switched two of the win conditions around and Justin ended up winning. Um, but that's just because I forgot what, what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it, it, and what, what
1: I love about it is it is a two-player strategy war game. Um, but the two things I enjoy about it are, one, the play area is so tiny that you're just constantly just beating the hell out of each other. And I like that because there's this sort of passive aggressiveness in war games that comes up. And I don't know if you've experienced this where it's this thing where it's like, Oh, you're attacking me. Well, I can see on the board that that's not the most tactically sound decision, so you're just being an asshole to me. by Some people take it personally, and some people mean it to be taken personally. Um, And and war games can sometimes get a little passive-aggressive. Now, I'll say this. If you're playing with people that are habitually passive-aggressive in war games, stop playing games with those people. (laughs) (laughs) But at a game night, it does come up from time to time that you're like... Oh yeah, well you took that objective from me earlier, so I'm just gonna kill your guy, even though it hurts me in the game. You know, you get these kind of like yeah. passive aggressive plays from from time to time. Um, Did that? But I don't inf- think that really happened when we were playing. That well that's the beauty of Forbidden Stars is it can't because you're so on top of each other that everyone's fighting everyone all the time every anyway. Every move is
0: passive aggressive.
1: Every it, it's <laughs> one of these things where like when every single move is an aggressive move toward another player, nothing is aggressive. And I mean you it, know with I mean?
0: Forbidden Stars, that's the game is to get to your to get to a planet, to get your tile back. Right. And, and well that's, that's the, the sec- point.
1: that's the second thing I love is that it's not an area control game you have a certain number of objective tokens. All you have to do is get boots on the ground on that planet and then end the turn holding it. Kind of capture the flag-esque, but you don't yeah. have to take it back home. And then you get that objective. Whoever has the most objectives at the end of the game wins, period. That's it. Yeah. And so it turns into this thing where you're like, well, I don't care if you own every single other planet. I've got the one with your objective token and I'm going to cram it full of as many dudes as the planet will allow and you're never going to get it. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, uh, what happened in, in our case was you got your objective token. We were tied for objective tokens, and then the secondary win condition is whoever has the most planets. And you had put too you put too many eggs in that objective token basket. And I, I right at the end spread my guys real thin and, and what, took that. Wing. What I
0: was doing is because I thought the the third obje- the third. Uh, so if we have equal planets, the third one is the most pieces you Mo- have yes
1: most guys
0: which is what I, mean, I thought the second objective was which is why yeah. i huddled everybody together because i had more <laughs> pieces than you did if you the board. left all
1: those planets. i was watching you i was yeah. like he's
0: leaving these planets and i was like all right i'm gonna take that one well i'm gonna take that one too um, that's why because i was like well i've got more pieces and i don't want to lose anybody so i'm just gonna huddle everybody together and then i won't yeah. lose anyone and i i will say um i still very much enjoyed our game um but yeah it, i mean it thinking back to it now yeah I, I i enjoyed what we did and i enjoy the pieces and like i said the art but yeah. I, I think it was just the first time you play a game if you don't if you're not sure what you're doing and you're playing with someone who's played before which even then you've only played once so i don't I only think played you once really knew and, what you and were doing either. the person
1: person i played with last time had never played or even heard of the game i was just like hey you like space come over and he was like okay <laughs>
0: Um, and then he came to your house, and he's like, "What's all this junk here?"
1: <laughs> it's space. <laughs> I uh, uh no, it it was it was fun. Um, I, I do still very much like the game. Uh, I, I did still very much have a good time with it. It was just um, yeah. Again, as we were talking about, um, playing heavy games, I think is just more enjoyable for me at home. Yeah. You know, in, in, in a relaxed in, setting, right? Um, so I I don't know. That's Forbidden Stars, by the way. It was uh. It was a good game. I enjoyed a lot. I enjoy the strategy in the game a lot and I enjoy how the game scales. I also really, really love, it has a really unique combat system that takes a little bit to learn, but the combat system on its own is is easy. It's a combination of dice and cards. The way it works is weird, but once you get it, yeah, it is pretty intuitive. Um, it's one of those things that's, like, uh, uh, easy to use once you know how. It's You know, it's like fractions. Like, once you figure it out, it's not that big of a deal. But looking at it, you're like, what is even happening? I um, mean, the thing
0: that wasn't easy for me was the the repose. Was that what it is? Oh, yeah. when dudes get knocked down, uh, when yeah. they're routed? Yeah, routed. Yeah.
1: That's kind of weird. Yeah, I um, didn't really.
0: I wasn't a huge fan of that. But whatever. but
1: the, the combat system on its own, I, honestly, I wish was its own game. Like I wish there was just a game where you just, just a did card the, dice game. Just uh, yeah, a card a Warhammer card dice game. We do. Uh, hell, I'm sure there probably is with as many Warhammer properties as there are out there. Or you could just um, make one. There you go. Or you could just play Forbidden Stars. Just the combat. Just yeah, you actually <laughs> over probably and over could. and over. Yeah, you could. Pro- yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, we could probably just do that. I've figured out a <laughs> way to figure out who fights who and how many units. But maybe like a bidding mechanic. I'm getting off topic. That's let's, that's uh, Forbidden Stars.
0: Let's go and move on. We're gonna go back to the top. So we started the the day. Uh, with with one of my favorite games, which is A Touch of Evil, yeah, um, and that is also a that's a Flying Frog game, mm-hmm. um, but it is a, a really just a roll and move miniatures um, gothic horror themed board game.
1: What it reminded me of a whole lot um, was Talisman. Uh, it, it felt kind of like a gothic horror themed talisman with the random movement removed. Although it is still kind of semi-random. Random movement.
0: I forgot how freaking tiny the board is. board is. Yeah, there's not a lot going on. Which is um, why I, um, I've um i got all of the expansions for it. So I, yeah. I think one, one, one day that we go to your house and we play or you come to my house we'll have to bust out all the expansions. I've got two we'll hero packs. Jeez. So I've got two boxes of just like, I think there's like four or five extra heroes you can choose from. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of modules online or or villains online. Like they added Krampus. You just have to print them out. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But they've got other villains that you can print out. And uh, it's just, to me, it's a fun game. We played it kind of wrong because I hadn't read the rules in a while. (laughs) um, And we were, playing cooperative and the rules are slightly different which we didn't really follow until the end
1: yeah it Justin was a good um, ended up dying i did die i i sacrificed myself for the greater good after falling down two contiguous flights of stairs
0: the greater good
1: <laughs> it, it, it was a good game it was a good like uh i wouldn't call it a light but it definitely wasn't a medium like a medium light kind of game medium yeah. rare i guess
0: I, I think you enjoyed it a lot more that you weren't super hung over
1: yeah, last time I played it, I was the most hungover I've ever been in my life. And I remember because I was laying on the floor playing it. Yep. And you go, Justin, it's your turn. I'd be like, Oh yeah, this there's the werewolf there. Oh, kill him, I guess. I don't know. It was the worst. <laughs> I don't even remember what happened in that game.
0: Yeah. I, I, you, I remember because I've tried to bring it over several times. And you're like, no, I don't want to play that because <laughs> it, of how definitely... hungover you were. It's one of those things where it's it's like whenever you like drink too
1: much of a specific beverage and then you get hung over and you're like, oh, I can't have that for like a year. Yeah. It was that with a touch of evil. And even when we sat down to play it that day, I had kind of like a little mini flashback at first and then we got into the game and I was okay and it was, it was fine. Yeah. But
0: so, so I liked that game. I thought it was fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it and are willing to play it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're not willing, I'll force you to play it.
1: I think it was right at the appropriate length for what it was. Like if it was thirty minutes longer than that, I'd have been like,
0: man, it's kind of more yeah, like trouble than we, it's worth. If we fought him, I mean, technically you can fight the villain and him kill Lose, you, and then you yeah. just you choose new characters and you go again. Yeah. Um. But he keeps his his wounds, so yeah. he's easier. Um,
1: it's a good like it's uh, again in my mind it very much feels the same gap as talisman where it's like good at right about an hour if you're getting outside of that time frame yeah it's kind of not so good but But right at an hour it's it's great
0: it's not like you like hit him or anything and then he runs away after a couple hits right
1: um and then we did root which this was uh uh leader games is asymmetrical cute uh forest murder simulator uh and you don't you didn't know really anything about root right i
0: actually uh no this is the game this is like the biggest the unlike, most one of the
1: most popular games of
0: the years i mean i knew i knew a bit about it I'd, I'd seen i've seen it before i've never played it um and you had told me unlike forbidden Stor- stars you were like you need to watch how to play before we play. <laughs> well
1: because here's the thing where forbidden stars is asymmetrical but all the factions are kind of the same. You just have different powers Right. in Root, Every single person is literally playing a different board game than the other one. Yeah. And people do this. If you're the kind of person that can go into a game and go, I'm just going to tunnel vision what I need to do. I don't care how your stuff works. I'm just going to do me. You'll be fine. But most people that I play board games with, I've noticed it bothers them to not understand what the other person is doing.
0: I mean, I watched a video on all, uh, on all the factions except for the expansions. And uh, I messaged you and I was like, dude, there's too much for me to learn <laughs> from 15 minutes yeah. of a video. And you were like, yes, pick a faction and only watch that part and only focus on that. So I did. Right. And then yeah. I got there and I picked my faction, which was the the birds, whatever the called. birds. Yeah. The, uh, the, and, uh, uh, the eerie dynasty. And you were like, no, I don't play them. And I was like, well, I am because that's what I learned to play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, Hey, you can play the birds. Uh, but they're a little more difficult because the bird for I played the cats, the Marquita cat, yeah. which is a straight up war game. You build factories to build more dudes, to build more buildings, to kill more guys, to build more factories. Standard war game procedure. Um, the 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 birds are um a, a tableau programming game where you're programming actions that have to happen in a specific
0: sequence each turn. I mean, and I would if, say it, it, it's a it's a strategy murder party. <laughs> Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, but uh, and the other reason that I was kind of like, I don't know about Root, is that it's not amazing at two. Um, but I feel like we had a pretty good time. Um, now that I'm thinking back on it, at two, the game scales down from what I would say is a heavy war game to kind of a medium weight war game. Yeah. Um, and we finished, it was a little long in the tooth for what it was, at two, uh, and granted, I love the game at three and up at three and up. It's, it's, it's a fantastic experience at I've, two. It's, it's just kind of a, uh, it's all right.
0: I felt like it was a, a cute at two players. It was a cute watered down version of Scythe.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's like war. It's like Scythe with no Euro. They took all, yeah. if you take all the Euro out of Scythe, that's, you get, you get two player root, which, <laughs> yep.
0: which I, um, um, yeah, I I was surprised I actually won that, that game. Which one root? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's um at two. It's a lot simpler than, than, than three. And a, um also with three and four players, every time I've done it, everyone's like, okay, well how does their entire faction work now? And I'm like, no, you have to stop speaking now. Just worry about what's on your board. And they go, no, no, I need to know how everyone's faction works. And then I go, no, you don't. Just read what's in front of you.
0: Yeah, I didn't really care how how I mean I knew kind of how yours. Well, yeah, mine was a very video simple faction uh, anyway, and I knew that I could get victory. I mean, the thing I think the thing you need to tell someone is if you're playing with them, for instance, like if you're playing the cats and they're playing someone else, and they're like, "How does your faction work?" You say it doesn't matter. Just kill my guys and guys and try to destroy my buildings. Right. Yeah. I mean, really,
1: points. as long as you, the thing you should know about each other faction is like, how do they get their VPs? Yeah. Beyond that, it, it the rest of the stuff they're doing, because it's one of those games where whenever you're playing it, you keep going, hold on, how did you do that? That can't be right. That seems crazy. You can just yeah. literally roll in and kill my all my guys automatically,
0: and the other Which person the goes... birds can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the birds you just know, do that. <laughs> well, um, that's not
1: even... The Woodland Alliance is insane, too. They'll just literally, like, we explode out of a civilization of cats, murder all the cats, and then now it's all Woodland Alliance. And you're like, wait, think- you can do that whenever... And you're like, no, it's a really complicated process of how I do it. But by the time I explain it, you'll be bored. So just trust that I'm doing it right.
0: (laughs) I I remember I was watching a YouTube video and like somebody was explaining how like if you're playing against the cats, you want to like cut off their wood supply because they have to have a direct route in order to build things. And so like we sat down, I saw everything set up, I looked at it and I was like, I'm not going to do that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and granted uh uh you won but it was really
0: close yeah you were like um, two or three points behind me
1: honestly at two i think if we were to play it again and played the same factions at two players i'd want to play to 20 points instead yeah um because i think the game was like if we played it for about an hour 45 minutes it was about a half hour too long
0: yeah for I mean, two I, and i think i i think i would have made it to 21st just because of how insane the birds grow and how much VD yeah. they get. Yeah, um, But yeah, Root root was fun. If you haven't played it and you can pick it up, I don't know if it's available it, in stores. It's
1: readily available. I mean, it goes in and out of stock, but it, it'll come back in. And yeah. really, it's it's funny because I would say if you've not played 3-player and uproot, you've not even actually played Root. Yeah. It's so, so very different. I have not different. played Root. Don't you've listen to me. You've not played it. But the fact that <laughs> at 2, you still recommend it and on on the same day that we played a a celebrated two player war game, and you still were like, "No, root is still good." I, yeah. f- I feel like that says something about root.
0: You know? Yeah, I still had a lot of fun. It was it's a r- watching the video and for anybody that hasn't played it, and they watch a video and they don't really know what it is. Um, it it looks overly simple and complicated at the same time. which the, it is. It's it's
1: got this very like uh, very kid friendly aesthetic. Yeah. But it's like the it's like they sugar-coated like an uh, army of bloodthirsty barbarians is what it feels but like.
0: The the thing to remember is that all of the instructions that you'll ever need are on the board in front of you. Yeah. Um and as long as you don't worry, like Justin said, as long as you don't worry about what other people are trying to do for their mm-hmm. like what their strategy is or what they're supposed to do every turn, it's not that complicated of a game. Now, right. if you sit there and try to learn every faction and know exactly what every other person's doing, you'll probably win more, but you'll also go insane. Right. Because it's just too much information <clears throat> to try to keep track of the entire time.
1: Yeah, most definitely.
0: Um, next game that we played was uh, the game that I did the little one o- one-off episode of, uh, which is Pulp a one-to-two-player game, Pulp Detective. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Justin's first time playing the game. It was my probably 10th time playing the game. Uh, But I think only the second time that I played it, two-player. And Justin did super well. Honestly,
1: it was one of those games where I think I just lucked out because the whole time I was like, where's the game part? I'm just rolling and winning, and that's all that's happening. Yeah, it's it's
0: definitely a luck-based game. And I keep trying to, like, read the rules and figure out what I'm doing wrong, but it really like the mechanic that i talked about on the show and the and the mechanic i was talking to you about which is the different colors that you put next to each card or or underneath a card to build the combos to build the combos it's just it's random so it's difficult to actually build the combos yeah it
1: was um it was a fun game i feel like it it would have almost been better as an abstract uh because it i like the way everything looks but the theme itself has nothing to do with the gameplay. Um, yeah, and,
0: and that's one of the things. I mean, that's really the only reason I I keep buying. Um, for one, it's not expensive. I think I think it was like eighteen dollars for the second expansion. Yeah. the whole game itself with the first expansion cost me like thirty bucks. It's not an expensive game. Yeah, um, and I think that's one reason why I keep buying it because it's not it's not a huge buy and it's not a huge commitment. And I I like the aesthetic. I like the the old right. pulp pulp comics look of everything yeah
1: it's it's a neat looking game i, re- I really i really do wish they would have injected some kind of theme into the actual gameplay because it, it could have just been math or harry potter or sesame street or whatever it right. would have been the same game you know
0: i mean I, that's what i was talking to you about is, is like when you're playing when i'm playing single player at least like you the cards have different titles for them so you can be like well then i went to this guy's house <laughs> and i shook him up And then I, like, met this dame over, you know. Yeah. So, like, you can definitely add a story to the cards that you're placing, but it requires you to have some sort of imagination. to Right.
1: I mean, you could say the same thing for laying a deck of playing cards in a specific order too, though. And then I went to this king
0: over here. And he was like, go to eight. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But yeah, like, two player, it's a little bit weird. I I, I still haven't played the expansion. I've had it for the entire time, but I'm just... I've... I feel like I'm missing something with the main game so it stopped me from learning the expansion. Yeah. Um, but I'm about to get a second expansion so we'll see yeah. how that goes. Um, um but yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm it was sure. it was fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, I like so before we move on, the Justin was the first one and the only one to get to the boss cuz he won. Mm-hmm. But he finds the bad guy. We're playing like one of us is a detective, one of us is a one of us is a pr- private eye and the other one's a police detective and Justin was the private eye. And, uh, he finds the bad guy first and he just looks at it and he goes, I have to roll all of those in order to win. I can't do that. And then he immediately rolls everything he needs to roll to <laughs> no win. No
1: rerolls, nothing just yeah. instantly. I was like, Oh, well, uh,
0: and I go, what happens? And you're like, well, you win. And I was like, Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, that was pulp detective. I'm, I'm glad he enjoyed it. Maybe we'll play it again and, Actually, play with the expansion this time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we did we did Boss Monster. Yeah. Um, Boss Monster is a game that I played years ago when I was first getting into modern board games. Um, mm-hmm. right around the time that I was exploring Catan and eyeing Descent. And
0: yeah, I, I remember one of the first newer board games that I played at around the same time before it's, I got into any miniatures games, anything like that. Yeah, it It's very
1: prevalent. Um, and I rebought it because you were talking about it and you're like, Oh yeah, I have boss monster. It's good. And I'm a big, for people that don't know, I run a retro video game podcast and I'm big into retro video games and the aesthetic really, really draws me to it. And you had said something and I go, yeah, I should get that, man. I remember that being a whole lot of fun when I played it before and I got it and I brought my copy and we played it. And it was the worst. It was so not
0: fun, even a little bit. I mean, we kept sitting there thinking, that, "Were we playing it wrong?" But we had the rules, and we were playing was yeah. the rules correct. Maybe it was because it was two player. <laughs> I've played with like four players. Well, when I played before, it was with two players. I mean, Less it was the exact
1: same scenario as the last time I played it, which granted was like five or six years ago. But it, it and I don't know if it's, it's, it's either, either we got a major rule wrong in a game that has effectively like a page and a half of rules. Right. We either got a a major rule extremely wrong, or we have just, our tastes have just changed so much since five or six years ago when first getting into board games that it no longer entices us in any way.
0: Or we've, we've played such, and I mean, even that day alone, we've played already two more rules, heavy thematic games. Right. And then playing, you get the boss monster. Playing a like, yeah, I don't and know. It, well, I don't know because Pulp Detectives is not a necessarily a hard game. It's it's a luck based game. Yeah, but uh, Boss, boss monster,
1: monster. When we finished it, we, it was like, can we be done now? We were both just so dead eyed. Like this is just there. It, I don't know what it was. Um, pe- for people that don't know, in Boss Monster, you. Uh, effectively, you build a dungeon with these dungeon cards and you have a boss at the end of your dungeon and you entice adventurers from the nearby village to come adventure through your dungeon and you're trying to kill them before they get to your boss. And if you kill more dudes, you get more points and you win the game. So it's it's a a fine premise.
0: And you have Uh, spells that you can play against your other people to make their adventure hardier or make their dungeon less successful. And maybe that's like... it. We didn't really play, play. I think I played two spells on you the entire game.
1: The, the We must have got... What I think happened was we weren't drawing a lot of cards. We were drawing very few cards in the game. And we must have missed a rule about how many cards you get to draw. Because in my head, I was like, look, if I was drawing like two or three spells every turn, that would be a lot of fun. Because I'd be messing up your dungeon and beefing mine up and doing stuff on the fly. That yeah. would be fun. But there was no rule for drawing spells every turn and if there was we missed it and if someone knows that we missed it please write in
0: because we had such a
1: bad time playing it
0: even then there was a card that was like you you play a spell you can draw another one yeah so that I mean, there are me... ways
1: to get spells it just yeah. seems like you should be drawing spells every turn because that's where there's no tension in the game that's because just... i'm literally looking at the math and going all right my dungeon can deal 12 damage this guy has six health okay da, 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 he wins and then you just go yay and i go we'll yay just, and we put it in we'll the we'll just
0: make a house rule where we we draw seven spell cards <laughs> up to seven spell cards every turn and then we...
1: i mean to compare it to like a, a another like silly, simple card game that we played recently. There was that one uh, wizard dueling game. What was it? Um, the Mount
0: Skullfire yeah, it was, I, I thought it was just called Wizard Duels. So maybe no, maybe it's Mount. It, it's Skullfire. not called Wizard Duels. It's
1: called Epic Spell Wars. Something Mount Skullfire
0: Blood yeah. Demon Slayer. Yeah, Monsters, that was more. You like. didn't really like that game, and that was more fun than Boss Monster.
1: I didn't love it. Yeah, and that was even that. It was a game that I was like, it's just kind of a dumb thing to kill half an hour while you're having a couple of beers with some friends. That was more fun by a lot than Boss Monster. So I I don't know if we did we I keep thinking like we had to have done something wrong because there's no way the game is this bad. It's not possible that
0: the game is this bad. But maybe it was just was maybe like like you said, maybe our our taste just changed. We're too used to overly complicated miniature (laughs) board games that playing like a basic card game is not much. It was that there was no tension
1: was the problem. It was a very simple card game. And we like simple games, as we were just talking about a little bit ago. I think we're both discovering a love of simple games that neither of us knew we really had. Um, There was just zero tension. We can add some tension.
0: Every time somebody dies, the person gets to punch the other one in the arm. That's not tension. That's just pain.
1: Yeah. Just because can't. there's
0: no way for me to prevent it, thus there's no tension. Yeah, you have to prevent the dude from going through my dungeon, so that way you don't get punched in the arm. <laughs> uh,
1: do you want to do uh, <laughs> X-Wing
0: miniatures real quick and then we'll we'll wrap?
1: Yeah, we can do that. Your short show is at full the full show length. Yeah,
0: sorry for <laughs> anyone that was expecting a short show. <laughs> I lied.
1: Um, I purchased a couple of months ago a Star Wars X-Wing miniatures game base set 2.0, which is a mouthful. Um, yeah. and I bought it because I wanted to get into the game because if, for anyone that I don't think I've mentioned on this show and I won't go into detail I bought assembled fully painted based and prepared a gorgeous Warhammer 40k army last year or early this year or whenever uh, it's been about a year and then proceeded to very much dislike the game. And since then I've been looking for a miniatures game that I can get into with other people. The one I discovered was A Song of Blades and Heroes. The thing about that is that you have to build everything yourself. You have to bring in your own miniatures. The whole game is miniature agnostic, which I thought would draw more friends in, and it has instead rebuffed them. And then my final option was Star Wars X-Wing Miniatures, which the minis come pre-painted and pre-packaged and everything's pre-done for you. You just buy it off a shelf. You put it on a table and you go pew, 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 and you shoot your friends.
0: We did make those noises.
1: We did. (laughs) And I was hoping I could get a friend into it. And I bought this a couple months ago. And then promptly everyone either said, no, I'm not interested. Or they said, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. So then I put it down because I didn't want to get into it if I didn't have someone to get into it with. And I, I, we finally sat down, you and I, and, and played it together, the base game. Yeah. Uh, I was the one X-Wing ship that comes in the core box, and you were the two TIE Fighters. And even though it ended up being a frustrating rules experience, um, because in the middle, of, we did grind to a halt in the middle of the game, because <laughs> for anyone that plays a lot of board games, you know how this works. Basically... You invent a rule by mistake. You go, surely blank can't do blank. It must blank. And you logic this thing up in your head, and then you are abiding by this rule that you've created, and you're trying to find a rule that sa- says something against your rule that you've made up. And it's never going to happen, because that's not how the real world works. Um, basically, <laughs> in our first playthrough of the game, Andrew perfectly rammed his ship up against my ship they were bases touching perfectly aligned facing one another you're welcome. and i could not find a rule that told me because all the rules are like if you bump into another ship then you you know you you stop and so i was like well when i go to move i'm gonna bump into you and when you do go go to move you're gonna bump into me and we're both gonna stop over and over for infinity <laughs> <laughs> And so in my head, I had invented this rule that we just now have to go back and forth for eternity, and I was looking for a rule that contradicts that, and I got very frustrated because I did forget that the game says, whenever you stop on another miniature, you have to do that. I could easily pass by your miniature, and in the fiction of the game, I'm using the Z-axis to fly under your ship. Right that's the l- logistical reasoning behind why i'm able to do that the reason that they have the bumping thing whenever you land on another ship is because obviously you can't stack miniatures on top of each other so they make a concession that is not c- cohesive r- with the real world to make c- it cohesive with the tabletop and because you're kind of
0: stuck in the in the turn base where they're actually stopping where if it's an actual right. like tie fighter battle they're constantly moving <laughs> there's nobody stopping right um but i uh
1: um it was it it, it was fun
0: i am fun i immediately liked the game once we got it set up even though i also immediately uh kind of on purpose murdered one of my dudes (laughs) Okay, you say on him.
1: purpose, and then that me deme- that diminishes my crack shot that annihilated one of it your tie fighters. It was a crack shot. You got, you <laughs> hit it.
0: You you hit all three hits, but you had a crack shot against a tie fighter that had no shield and no additives. Uh, it's and still a
1: tie fighter, it's just still a regular
0: regular <laughs> tie fighter. Um, but I wanted to see what happened with my. I was playing with two guys. One was like recruit one number one or recruit number yeah. four and then night beast <laughs> um you were so enamored with the I night beast love night beast it's a great name <laughs> i am the night beast <laughs> um so i just like i flew recruit number four red shirt guy um yeah. right towards justin just to see what happened. So that way I could kind of see what the mechanics of shooting were. Now, to he, be fair,
1: th- you've gotten into the game. You know nothing about it. And my no. very first shot in the game, and, it, and this is my very first game too, because I had played by myself before to learn it. Mm. And my very first shot in the game is like three criticals that annihilates your dude. Yeah.
0: Just completely destroys the ship. And I mean, I instantly, I I love the the movement mechanic is amazing to me. Yeah that is the most fun uh, of this game if we could just fly around and never shoot each other i'd be okay with that too <laughs> but i just love i just love like maneuvering around the asteroids that are randomly placed yeah um, when you and- ma- when you make a good move cause for
1: people that don't know miniatures games normally you have a tape measure
0: or some measuring stick of some
1: sort and you measure and you move your guy in this you have a dial and you select from these movement templates and the trick is you don't get to pre-measure your movement cuz in miniatures games traditionally I mean, you can you, you look go down at with your
0: the stick and kind of guess how far it's going to go but
1: right but you can't like lay it on the table and go all right it's this far i'm going to do this in miniatures games normally people pre-measure and they go all right, i'm going to move this far wait no that's not good let me measure over here oh i'm an inch short in x-wing you're like you're just kind of spazzing out in space you'll bounce off of stuff you'll run into things you'll turn the wrong way and you got to keep in mind everyone else is moving too they're also moving
0: yeah i think that's the part that i like is that it's no one knows the exact measurement they're going to move, but you have a fairly good idea for the most part, right? unless you're justin and you run right into an asteroid <laughs> first move. In my practice <laughs> games,
1: I did that with almost every ship i'm bad I'm bad at judging distances, but I love it anyway because every now and then it, it's it injects this. I'm not a strategically minded person and I don't like miniatures games because they're very nitpicky. It's like you need to get really efficient and nitpicky with every centimeter that you're worried about. And in this it's like you just can't. You just have to trust the random nature of and I'm sure, sometimes I'm gonna judge it wrong and slam into an asteroid.
0: I'm sure if we ever went to a tournament tournament, which I, I don't think we would ever do. No, I don't um, plan on that. There are it. there are probably people that know exactly the distance. Just from looking at the map, what they're going to travel. Yeah. But I mean, we don't care, and we don't care if if our person moves like a centimeter to the left while we're setting it or something like that. It's more of just right. the fun of. That's not going to affect shooting someone. Um. It it was a it was a lot of fun for me, and it was enough to go home and, and immediately start looking at miniatures and being like i don't want to spend five thousand dollars but i have to now
1: right but, and and this was because this was also me being like hey do you like this and you were like yeah and i go i want to buy more of it are you going to buy into it too because again i'm not a, a tournament scene guy i just want to play with you and our friends and whatever yeah. and trade ships and have fun um and then he bought them and i was like ha tricked you <laughs> Gotcha. I did buy a few ships. I bought a Y-wing and a Millennium Falcon, and then you're gonna buy a corset and some other ships, and then we're gonna trade these so I get your um, yeah. Rebel guy and you get my uh, Empire guys. And that actually that puts me right at. So I've got the Falcon, a corset. I'm gonna trade. Um, some of my corset dudes to you and i got a y wing and an extra dice pack so i'm right at like a 103 dollars spent on the game yeah. and i i did the points i ha- i can fly a full 200 points which is a tournament ready amount. Now granted, it's probably not a tournament-ready list and that it would lose if I was running a tournament, but we can, in air quotes, play the real game, full-sized real game with uh, 100 bucks worth of miniatures. I can anyway, my full yeah. side, which is tremendously cheap for a, a game in the miniatures game space.
0: I don't think I'll be able to do that. I'm planning on buying the core set, and then I'm going to buy probably one, like a TIE Bomber or something like that, just to give me something else on the Empire side that's not... I thought you're
1: gonna do a because well, that's the other thing is you want to play uh, scum and villainy. Why don't you just mix Boba Fett in with the Empire? I don't care. It's just us. Because I mean, in case my don't...
0: like if my brother plays or if another friend comes over, I want to have so, things oh. so they can play. But I'm probably gonna buy. Uh, I'm gonna buy Boba Fett's Slave One. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna buy... I mean realistically,
1: if 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 like your brother played with us, you could just do Slave One souped up with every add on that you can get, and then he could play like three or four time well i mean we'd have four tie fighters and he could just play like four night beasts and it'd be fine (laughs) night beast and that's what i like about it is is the loadouts on these things there's so many different options
0: um and so it's insane i didn't realize the cards that were there yeah there's a freaking ton um but if anybody is interested in getting into a, a miniatures board game highly recommend just from one play of star wars um it's fun May, if you want to, maybe wait until we play another time after we've actually purchased more than just the core set, and right. we'll see how we feel about it after. Because that was me not spending any money enjoying the game. Right. So we'll for see
1: $33, how. I had a good time. I yeah. don't know if I'm going to have a good time. For $100,
0: that's yet to be seen. For $0, I had an amazing time. <laughs> so if you can play the game for $0, do it. Um, yeah. But maybe you know if you want to wait until... I've spent probably like 80 bucks, which is what I'm looking at spending. Um, Then yeah, you can go ahead and wait until we do that again. Maybe we'll do that next time. Um, As a kind of a preview for our next
1: show, we are planning to play Star Wars X-Wing Miniatures game and Magic the Gathering in our next board game day. So it's going to maybe going to be kind of collectible game themed month. Is kind of our yes. thing, I guess. With that, that's the theme. I decided it, and that's I'm now the pushing that onto Andrew. And I don't care our... what his plan for his show was. I'm gonna make
0: it be this. The secret is there was no plan <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I appreciate everybody for listening, and thank you for uh, just listening to our loose, loosely based episode. There's no no notes, no facts, no facts. We notes. I wrote no fa- notes. There were there were like the the games that we played. Yeah. Um, but th- thank you all for listening. Go listen to Justin's show, Retro Warriors. It is on every week. Every Monday at 6 a.m. Central. Just get a bowl of cereal and wake <laughs> up at 6 a.m. to listen to a show. Uh, you can download a listen to it later. You don't, you don't have to listen to it at 6 a.m. Uh, we do have a an Instagram, and we do have a Facebook. Nobody's on the Facebook, maybe like five people, but, you know, that's fine. Um, if you want to be on it, you can and i do put post pictures on on there as well and we also have a uh, we have our discord mm-hmm. i almost forgot what it was called <laughs> board and game have, barbarians is the no, name the, of this show the discord the name discord oh well, and yeah, i have the app that. open we're using it right <laughs> now um but we do have a discord the link to join will be in the um, show description so please if you do want to talk to us we are in there pretty regularly Um, and there are other people in there as well that you can Mm -hmm. speak to about board games and magic and everything. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening and have a good night. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait,
1: rate and review the show on iTunes because that. that is, that is the single handed number one best thing you can do to help a podcast. And if you're on an iPhone, it only takes you like literally like 45 seconds of your day. It honest to God does really really help the show a whole 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 lot more than Andrew realizes.
0: It does help it more than I realize. <laughs> I pro- I promise <laughs> no one does anything as important to your show as rating review on iTunes. Um, but even if you don't do that, if you if you do just want to talk to us, that's fine too. We, yeah, that's uh, also I appreciate fun. you having any sort of engagement is nice because when I just sit in Discord and nobody talks to me, um, <laughs> it, you know feels weird you
1: make it don't make it sad make
0: there, uh, it i sad. mean it's not sad there are people that talk to me and i do appreciate the people that are in the discord and speak to me whenever i, <laughs> I say something dumb or, or want to talk about a board game um i do appreciate everybody that talks in there and uh yeah. thank you everyone for listening and have a great night What? what andrew what what is best in life board games board games
1: okay board bye, games. bye.